you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? What's going on? DJ and Bucky here, Move the Sticks. And, uh, Buck, we are in Tampa, Florida. Actually, I guess we're in St. Petersburg, Florida, here for the East-West Shrine game. I am in my hotel room. You are in your hotel room. And I got to tell you, I'm a little jealous because your room looks nicer than mine. Looking at you on Skype here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how nice our room is, but I can't complain. Don Cesar the Lowe's. It's a nice little spot. Yeah, nice little spot down here. Let's uh, let's lay out for for everybody what we got coming up on today's episode. Gonna get one last look here at these conference championship games: uh, Jacksonville, New England, Philly, Minnesota. Uh, touch on a couple of guys we've seen down here at the East West Shrine game. With that game coming up on NFL Network Saturday, and then a little bit of a sneak peek with a couple guys looking forward to watching there uh, in Mobile for the Reese's Senior Bowl. But uh, let's start off here, Buck. Jacksonville, New England. I know we talked about this game uh, earlier in the week, but uh, any more thoughts? on this contest and what you see being the key to this one? You know, I think it's all about the Rob Gronkowski matchup. Who do the Jaguars elect to put on Rob Gronkowski? I think that is something that the Patriots will look at very, very early on. They will see if it's number 20, Jalen Ramsey, if it's a linebacker, if it's a safety, and they will make their determination on which mismatches they want to attack based off of that. They want to see very early in the game as they spread the Jaguars out, who's matching up with whom, and then they're going to attack that way. I think we'll see a lot of pace, a lot of up-tempo stuff. And if I'm the Jaguars, I think this game is very similar to an NBA team taking on the Golden State Warriors. You just kind of want to break this game up into four separate games. Each quarter is its own entity. You want to make sure that you're able to stay close at the end of the first quarter, the second quarter, and find a way to get this game into the second half. That way you're hoping your talent begins to kind of take over and flex on the Patriots. Yeah, I look at it from the Patriots' standpoint. I think you use the word spread them out. I think that's exactly what you're going to see. I think the Patriots are going to spread these dudes out. I think they're going to spread them out, try and run the ball a little bit, try and uh, get a lighter box and some quick hit and runs, uh, see if they can get that rolling a little bit. And I think you're going to see Tom Brady get the ball out of his hands quick. I don't think there's going to be a lot of deep shots in this game. I, I think it's going to be, you know, we use that old line, death by a million paper cuts, just get the ball out of your hands make Jacksonville continually have to tackle these guys. I think that's uh, that's the uh, formula there, especially trying to get those safeties in space 
and make them tackle these backs and tight ends is going to be a big part of the game plan there for the Patriots. Then uh, flip it over to the Jags. But I think this they're going to have shots downfield because New England's going to sell out to stop the run. And I think they'll get some guys open. They'll free them up just because of the numbers standpoint. Um, it, to me, Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles is going to have to have, I'll put the number at three. He's got to have three completions of, of 30 plus, 35 yards plus in this game. He's got to generate some explosive plays to make New England pay for, for the numbers they're going to dedicate to stop on the run. He'll have opportunities. It's going to come down to whether or not he can get it done. It's funny that you said that because I said that he's going to have to have six to eight, like what I call big plays, um, whether those explosive plays, whether those are pass completions that lead to first downs. Blake Borders is going to have to step up and play big boy football. If he plays big boy football in this game, we very well could see the Jacksonville Jaguars go to Super Bowl 52. But this is a game where Blake Borders will have an opportunity to earn his money, meaning he will have an opportunity to show people that he has the potential to be a $20 million a year quarterback. But he's going to have to step up. He's going to have to play what I say is his best game. And that's no added pressure. It's just what it is. He is going to have to play great because the Patriots are going to dare him to play great if the Jaguars are going to win this game. Let's Look, I picked the Patriots. You picked the Jags on this one. But let's just assume that, that the Jags do end up winning this game. Going into the offseason, Buck, I mean, look, this, is, this would be an interesting storyline if for some reason the Patriots do not get it done this week. All that talk about Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, allowing him to, to move on or sending him on to San Francisco – and if Tom Brady doesn't play well, and there's a chance this is the formula the Jags have that the Patriots have struggled with inside pressure, and they beat him up a little bit, he does not play well. What's that offseason look like in New England? Oh, I think it, I think it's tough. It's, it's an offseason of regret because you wonder how good would this team be with Jimmy Garoppolo if he is positioned to be your quarterback of the future. Obviously, it looks like Jimmy Garoppolo has an opportunity to be a very special player out in San Francisco. You had that guy. You developed that guy. You got him ready to be the guy that we saw him flash at the end of the year if you decided to keep Tom Brady and Tom Brady for whatever reason underperforms it just goes on a tremendous decline next year yeah you look back at regret because it's so hard to find those quarterbacks that can kind of elevate the play of others if you're the Patriots you certainly regret that if you don't go to the Super Bowl and you let a franchise quarterback out the door yeah it'll be interesting storyline to follow there we'll see what happens in this game uh flip over to NFC real quick Philadelphia Minnesota last thoughts um, you know, I think this is a really, really compelling matchup. It's a compelling matchup because you talk about two of the top defenses that have been able to get it done. You look at the way these teams are constructed and built, very balanced in their approach, a mix of homegrown prospects with also free agents and being able to really elevate the play with scheme. I think there are a lot of lessons to be learned when we watch these teams square off. But I think the game ultimately is going to come down to what we didn't think would happen. The quarterback battle between Case Keenum and Nick Foles, whichever quarterback plays well, plays the best out of those two, is going to be the guy that leads his team to win. So I can't wait to see who steps up in this moment because conventional wisdom right now would say that Case Keenum should be the guy. But on paper, maybe Nick Foles is better prepared for this moment. Let's see what kind of happens. Yeah, I'm going to come back to, uh, to the key for the Vikings, the exact same thing that I said for the Falcons. We talked about coming into that game where the Eagles had taken the cheese on some of these double moves, had given up explosive plays in the passing game. I thought the Eagles were pretty disciplined. Played a lot. It looked like played a lot of four cross. They'll cover four last week against Atlanta. Keep the ball in front of mm-hmm. them. Nothing sails over their heads. 
When you look at the Vikings in there, and especially specifically, you talk about Diggs and Thielen, outstanding route runners. They can sell double moves hard. That's going to be key again this week. If the Eagles can just keep the ball in front of them, I think they kind of buckle down once you get into the red area, but they cannot allow the ball to sail over their head. Oh, absolutely. And I think you talk about, I believe, the best one-two punch at wide receiver in football, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs. These guys are versatile. They can play anywhere. They can flip-flop sides. They can do anything that you want to see. And they spread the ball around to them. And because they're so precise as route runners, they are going to give the Eagles corners problems. I look for them to really take advantage of some of the things that we've talked about. You have to double move um, the Philadelphia Eagles once every two to three series to see if you can get a home run play. It has been there for other teams. We've seen them be susceptible to the double move. If I'm the Vikings, you have to build it in the plan. I need to take four or five shots off double moves to see if I can get a quick 14 points against the Eagles defense. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think when you flip it over on the other side of the ball, to me, you know, RPOs has been talked about a bunch with Nick Foles' final comfort level in that RPO game. I think, honestly, Buck, I think in this game you're going to see the Eagles. Some creativity like we saw last week. I think they're going to come out, and I think they might be beating their head against the wall, but I do think they try and come out and establish the run early in this game and try and establish the line of scrimmage and then do the same thing, kind of work that RPO game off of that. I just think it's going to be tough sledding running inside against this group. Yeah, it's going to be tough sledding. I do believe the Eagles have to run the ball. I think their run game and their screen game has to be big parts of the equation and part of the reason why you want to be able to run it you want to soften them up so you can set up play action chances for nick Foles um in the passing game and you also want to be able to control the game control the line of scrimmage and allow nick Foles to ease into the game the screen game could be a big part because doug peterson and andy reed disciple they love screens the deception with a fast defense you want to kind of get them going one way and hit them the other way I think the screen game could be that way to get Nick Foles some easy completions while also attacking the speed of a Vikings defense. I'm with you 100%. Um, again, I think I, I had Philadelphia in this one. You had Minnesota. You want st- you sticking with it? Yeah, I'm sticking with the Vikings. I think the Vikings are just a notch better. I think they're the more balanced team, and I'm just going to go with them. But I wouldn't be surprised to see the Eagles knock them off. I just think it's interesting that three of the teams in the tournament are top five in defense in terms of points and yards allowed. It's going to be tough sledding. I wouldn't expect to see a lot of fireworks from either of these games. I think the defenses are just too good. Yeah, I do think the Philadelphia Eagles find a way to turn over Case Keenum and the Minnesota Vikings a couple times. I'm with you on a low-scoring game, real physical contest there. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Eagles in that one. Chris Long, I, I'm, I'm going doubling down. Chris Long is going to be the one that makes a play in this game. Keep an eye on him. I also think Malcolm Jenkins, who played great last week, he's another one to keep an eye on, especially if they kind of free him up, uh, be able to support when McKinnon's in the game be able to get to that perimeter. I thought the perimeter defense for the Eagles was a little leaky last week. Uh, I think Malcolm as a force player can kind of clean up some of that mess. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Malcolm is a force player. I think um, we have seen some leaks. We did see um, the Viking defense have some issues, have some problems against a talented New Orleans Saints crew. I don't know if the Eagles can present the same kind of challenges, obviously, because I don't think they have the same kind of quarterback. Uh, they won't get that kind of play. But I do um, have some concerns because they did give up uh, a lot of points, a lot of yardage in the second half. We'll see if they can shore that up. The one thing that we will see the Vikings do that may take away some of the effectiveness of the RPO game, look for a lot of man-to-man. Man-to-man can t- typically stifle some of that RPO stuff. And with Xavier Rose taking on Alshon Jeffrey, big body on big body, maybe it neutralizes number 17's advantage on the perimeter. Hey, no question there. All right, let's, uh, let's get real quick into this uh... 
the Shrine game here. We've got the game coming up. We'll be down here watching practice. I think it's an okay group. We've seen better groups uh, in the past, but a couple guys jumped out. I'll give you a couple names, and if you have anybody else you want to throw out there, uh, throw them out there. Guys, I haven't watched it. I'm looking forward to studying, but uh, Doris Fountain uh, from Northern Iowa, wide receiver. I thought he's been the best wide receiver down mm-hmm. here. He's had a great week. Um, the corner from Pitt, the real feisty little dude, uh, Avante Maddox. Uh, he's been outstanding, got his hands on a lot of footballs. I like what he's done. Uh, and Contavia Street, these are three guys from the East team. Contavia Street from North Carolina State, part of that awesome defensive line they had there. I thought he has the best get-off of any D-lineman down here. Those three guys on the East squad have really jumped out to me. You know, the guy that has jumped out to me after having some conversation has been a lot of conversation about JT Barrett. They said, without question, he had the best day, the first day of practice, and he's been pretty steady. Um, throughout, I think the main thing with him is he measured in at like six one, which is a little shorter than you would necessarily like, but not too short. Um, how well he spends it. I think the big thing for JT Barrett, he's been so inconsistent as a thrower, had a lot of good moments during the season, but you just want, what is he like in big games? Let's see what he's like at the end of this. And looking at other guys that have kind of stood out to me, uh, Malik Reeves, the cornerback from Villanova on, on the other side. He certainly has uh, stood out. And, you know, I just think it's a matter of just watching and seeing which of these guys can really get it done. I just lost my uh, roster, and I'm looking for the receiver from Mississippi State, the big dude. Uh, He's a big dude. Jordan Thomas. Big athletic guy. Now, he looks the part. He is a big, monstrous man. He looks like he can create some mismatches on the perimeter. Had some nice snags in practice yesterday. He's someone that I just have to dig a little deeper into because he does have some intriguing uh, measurements and measurables. Yeah, Stephen Dunbar on that West team, wide receiver from Houston. He's got some good size. He had a solid week catching the ball uh, as well. I thought the running back wise, the, the best kid down here I, I, I had down was uh, Justin Jackson from Northwestern. I thought he had a nice week. Not the biggest guy, but caught the ball well. He's got a little burst, got a little wiggle. Um, he did a nice job. I'm anxious to see him uh, play in the game there. So it, tune in, check out the game. On Saturday on NFL Network, uh, we'll have the East-West Shrine game. And then after that, we head off to Mobile, Alabama for the Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, we've had some names uh, that have dropped out. I, I saw a couple of them there. It looks like a couple Alabama guys. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, the linebacker, Sean Harris, dropped out. You had the corner, uh, Everett, that dropped out. Averett, that dropped out. Uh, Mo Hurst from Michigan is not going to play. And then Mason Rudolph. Man, that's a killer for him, Buck. When you look at all the quarterbacks, the underclassmen, you, know, you get all that attention. Then you look in the Senior Bowl, and we've already got uh, Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen. That's like the heavyweight fight we're looking forward to. And then Mason Rudolph and Falk, I thought we're kind of going to jockey for position behind these guys to try and be the top of that next wave. For him not to play in this game, I know he's injured, but it reminds me a little bit of the A.J. McCarron where he had some momentum and then it just completely halted when he wasn't uh, able to play or chose not to play in the Senior Bowl that year. I, this, is a, this is a crushing blow for Rudolph, in my opinion. Yeah, very crushing blow because he had opportunity to really had a stage, not necessarily to himself, but he had the chance to go toe-to-toe with Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield. And so if you think about how he could elevate his play, he could elevate his play by showing people that he is very, very similar, if not better, than the talent that those guys put on display. But without having an opportunity to get on the field, he does uh, run the risk of falling behind because as people begin to dig more into it, like, it just seems like there are a million quarterbacks that are available in this draft. As they begin to dig into some of the also-rans, some of the guys that are not necessarily notable at this point, they could fall more in love with those guys. And Mason didn't have an opportunity to make a lasting impression. That can matter when it comes to draft day. Yeah, that was a, that was a bummer for him. I, I've got my top 50 list coming out 
early next week. I've got my first mock draft, which has already been filed. I believe they're going to release that on Monday. Uh, so that'll be uh, coming your way here. But, man, I, we've been talking about Buck. I, I have so many other guys to watch. I just keep going back, though. It's like it's like an addiction watching all these quarterbacks this year. I just go, ah, I just need to watch a little bit more. Let me go back, circle back, make sure I'm not missing anything. But I, I, and I know people are all over the map on these guys. But for me, I have Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield, even though they're polar opposites. They are very close to one another on my sequence list. And I am, I'm telling you, the senior bowl might just be the tiebreaker. Getting down there to see them in, in that environment, in the same field, watch them operate. Uh, it's going to be a great opportunity to try and sort those guys out. Well, I mean, I think the big thing, if we were talking about just playing the game, Baker Mayfield would deserve to be on top of Josh Allen as a player. I think when you factor in the traits, the tools, the measurables, that is why some will have Josh Allen over him. I think this is a huge week for Josh Allen, but it's a huge week in a very, very controlled environment that should play his way. He only has to work at, worry about facing three different coverages. Cover one, which is man-free. Cover three, which is a single-high, three-deep zone. And cover two. If he can sort out those three defenses and didn't just play free and loose from the pocket, he should be able to show all the talent that he has. This is ready-made for him to walk out of this game being a, a fast riser, even though his play on tape may not suggest he deserves to be a top-five quarterback. He could use this to put himself in that conversation as a top-five pick. That's something to be said for his ability to really impact his game at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, Buck, look, if you want to go out winning game right now, uh, I think you you probably would either go with uh, with Rosen, Darnold, or Baker Mayfield right now, day one. But I think some teams, if you have a veteran in place and you have that luxury, Josh Allen can be very appealing just because of what you think you can get from him going forward. I went back and watched some more, and I'll tell you what, uh, man, he makes some incredible, incredible throws, especially outside drive throws. He does flash the ability to be able to touch it up. Um, to me, the biggest issue for him is sometimes he gets stuck. Sometimes his eyes get stuck and he'll lock on and that leads to forcing some balls. It also allows some balls to get, uh, uh, to get tipped by defenders or picked off. It's just, he gets, he gets, his eyes get stuck sometimes. So to me, it's just a matter of, uh, can you train that out of him a little bit? Because physically, um, in terms of every throw you ever want to make the movement, all that's great. It's just, you got to be able to get through that block sometimes where he, his eyes do get stuck. No, it's all about eyes and feet being connected. It's about getting the ball out on time. I think that's the way that all these young guys have to be able to transition to play well at the next level. It is really about quickly getting from progression one to progression three so you can get the ball to someone that's open without taking a shot. That is something that all of these guys have to learn. So I thought it was a good point that you picked that up on tape. Yeah, and the one thing I'll say, I think I think Darnold has the quickest eyes of all these guys, being able to just quickly work, work through it and his feet work with it. Um, Baker's got the most twitch just in terms of the ball snapping out of his hand and be able to get his feet moved around quick. He's got so much twitch. I just wish I had more examples of being able to watch him play in the mud. And uh, what I mean by that, just bodies, mm. more bodies around him. They keep him so well protected. Um, it, that's, that's, a, that's a challenge in, in his evaluation. And then Rosen, pure, I mean, just so pure. That's the word we keep coming back to. And then when he's got to move off the spot a little bit, that's where my uh, that's where my concerns lie with him. But uh, all these guys have issues, no question. But if you told me that, uh, you know, somebody asked me this question, do you think there's a chance with a trade out at three with Indy, you could see quarterbacks go one, two, three, or maybe even one, two, three, four, if there was another trade with the Browns holding that fourth pick, if they wanted to trade back? Uh, wouldn't it shock me. I think we could see a big-time run on these guys early. Yeah, I think we could. 
see that. And I think the big thing for us is we have to separate how we grade them from where they're going to go. We have seen mm-hmm. quarterbacks kind of be used as unicorns. They don't necessarily go where they would rank when it came to a, hey, let's just pick them based on talent, pick on um, based on how they will play uh, in year one. But it's a premium position. Everyone needs a quarterback. People are more than ever willing to move up to make it happen. So we very well could see the top three picks used on quarterbacks. All right, Bucky, we got to get out of here. I know uh, I know Dave Damashek needs to jump in. Uh, we'll be back next week, though, at the Reese's Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. We'll have better audio equipment. He's not the only myself. one that's so, got to jump in, DJ. Huh? You're holding up the process. Who you guys think you are? Oh, it's draft season. Oh, <laughs> move the sticks is now so important. Let's move them up to the top of the priority rankings. We can just stretch our pot. And <laughs> nobody else is a concern because DJ and Bucky are so <laughs> special around here. Money. Yeah. Money. Three words. Yeah. Yeah. Knock on wood. <laughs> oh, oh, well done. You know what? Fine. I'll leave you with this as I was listening to the tail end of that Bucky and DJ. If I told you I'm going to hand him 12 and a half pound dumbbells, how many shoulder shrugs do you think Josh Rosen could do? <laughs> that, I give him three. I give him three. Shoulder shrugs. Shoulder shrugs. I give him three. I give him three. That's it. That's there we three. Go. We don't don't spend a lot. Don't spend a lot of time shoulder. with the shoulders. Yeah. Just working on. That's it, man. I'm just that, that. That that's all I got for you. That's all I got for you. Super important folks here around NFL Network and NFL.com these days with your move the sticks draft podcast and all these quarterbacks. Fine. Hey money. Yeah. Hey money. Hey money. Yeah. Do me a favor. Yeah. My Skype connection. It's terrible. Okay. So I need you to do me a solid. Can sure. you just wrap up the Move the Sticks podcast and tell everybody that we'll be back next week from Mobile, Alabama, please? Yeah, no problem. Uh, well, that's going to do it for Move the Sticks today because DJ lives in Lake Elsinore and there's not great internet out there. Uh, he's going to have to sit the end of this out. Remember, Mobile, Alabama, home of heavy winds and white sand beaches that rival even the Pacific <laughs> Coast. We'll talk to you from uh, Alabama next week. And boy, you can bet on all those top prospects joining this podcast because it is the draft show of record. For Bucky Brooks and Daniel Jeremiah, I'm a man who can do four shoulder shrugs at 12 and a half pound dumbbells, Matt Money Smith. (laughs) (laughs) We'll check in with you again next week. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to NFL.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. 
Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.